For any of the course feeds, like listening at home, uh, you know, Doctor Sleep came out this year, and it's been pretty big. But you know, he's been he's been in the news a lot. For yeah, I mean, the dude's a um, a horror aficionado, and uh, um, the next great horror director. Yeah, mind. right. Like, I don't mind putting all all of my eggs in that basket, you know, because. <laughs> I yeah. haven't really been disappointed, right? Uh, no, absolutely. I think we've declared our love for uh, Mike Flanagan, and we have put all our eggs in that basket and uh, seeing where it goes. And we found out recently, as you were just about to say, that um, the dude was actually – we know that he was, he was offered the Halloween job, right? Yes, yes. Uh, according to a report from Bloody Disgusting, Mike Flanagan, like, uh, it wasn't a long conversation, he says, with uh, Jason Blum when Blumhouse got the Halloween property. Yeah. and But eventually he decided against it because his, you know, he, he wasn't sure, like, if he could evolve the series enough. Yeah, and, and um, I believe he was the first person that the movie was actually offered to as well. Because yes. when the reboot um, uh, news started uh, swirling in the air, he was a first name. And uh, he also mentioned in that same interview, the only thing he actually written down, he had found his notes from years ago. And the only thing he'd actually written down was female Dr. Loomis. <laughs> 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 so he was like, that's the only thing I have. And honestly, I, I told you this earlier that uh, that's you got to respect that because mm-hmm. he – he knew he had nothing for this, you know, franchise they wanted to restore. And he was like, you know what? I'm good. Let's give it to somebody else who actually, who actually has a fleshed out idea. Um, a lot of people, as we've spoken before, uh, don't do that. A lot of people will just kind of get their way into that kind of big budget, you know, and right. then um, just go with whatever is thrown at them without a proper blueprint. So that's tons of respect for him. And that is the sign of, of, of a horror fan, first of all, mm-hmm. and um, a good filmmaker. Right. Because a horror fan would take a step back and be like, well, can I actually do anything to this? And yes. that's what he did. And it makes me a lot more excited to find out what he's actually doing. Because now it's like, now that we know he's willing to, you know, back off from a franchise like Halloween – then if he actually does want to take on something, it makes it shine just a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, I know. And another very good point and a very good uh, like Easter egg in that uh, whole article was that his Halloween was was Hush. So he um, his version, he also said if he did just make a Halloween, it would be Hush. So nice. he made Hush. And uh, if you've seen Hush, it's still on Netflix. Uh, it came out back in 2016. Um, it's very good movie. Um, I highly recommend it. You have a great antagonist, a very kind of 
he's a human dude. He's just a killer, right? But he's mm-hmm. just very focused. And uh, he he knows what his job is in this horror movie, and he does it very well. So I highly recommend checking out Hush. Um, and uh, with that said, welcome, folks, and uh, to the 14th episode of The Morgue, presented by Corpse Feed. And with me, uh, from comicbook.com, Nick Valdez. What's up, my man? Howdy, everybody. A.K.A. Big Man Tex. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And we're talking today about the first annual Toe Tag Awards. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the official name. The, the Toe Tag <laughs> Awards. Because it's corpse feet, a bunch of corpses laying around. And corpses have what on their feet? Toe tags to identify them. And it's just a cool visual if we ever decide to make a fucking trophy um yeah exactly uh man what so what it, do you what are you imagining it look like just like a a, a foot yes just like a chopped off foot <laughs> just know? like legit a chopped off foot you know like resting laying down right so the heel is down and then you have right. like probably a little bit of the ankle and it's just laying on like a brass kind of uh base Ooh, and, i dig it and then a toe tag you know like just a brass <laughs> a brass copper statue kind of thing Oh, you know what? Like uh, a Heisman-looking color. You know what I mean? Yeah, I dig How it. How it's dark like that and just a toe tag. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm going to have uh, somebody do that. I'm going to have somebody do that. And uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, so these uh, this it was actually um, an idea from Mr. Valdez himself. He was like, yo, listen. Uh, you know, it's and it's the end of the year. We're talking also the end of a decade. I've done it before for Course Feed a couple of years back. So why not just bring out, bring back, instead of the best of, let's bring back some awards, right? Let's do an award show. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good movies that came out this year. And at the same time, we can show some respect to the last 10 years of horror. Um, and our talk began last week, all right, where we covered over uh, the last 10 years of the action horror stuff. And we were like, yo, let's fucking keep doing this. And this award show just fucking spawned out. We were just talking about Mike Flanagan. And le- let's just get into it right away and to talk about the good shit, right? Um, so we've been throwing around some names for the best of picture. You know what I mean? Uh, and Dr. Sleep was one of those movies. And uh, Tex over here had the great opportunity to actually catch it recently. Yeah, um, so let's talk about it. it, man. Like, what what did you think about Dr. Sleep? He's one of the nominees for the t- uh, best movie of the year. He's uh, uh, Flanagan's also nominated for best director, correct? Dude, yeah, best director, absolutely. Yeah, because we're, you know, we let's just cement those nominees now. Because he's at least deserving. Um, because Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep rules, man. I dude, get it, dude. And and just real quick, just because we're throwing Mike Flanagan, <laughs> did you know? As we're talking about the best of the ten years, his career started ten years ago when wow. he first debuted um, back, I believe, in two thousand and nine. His film Absentia, um, and like ten years later, dude, fucking this guy is releasing a Stephen King sequel for The Shining, uh, Doctor Sleep. Um, so text talk. Let me know. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> so uh, I love it. I 100% understand why you've been, you know, uh, you've been really into it these past couple of weeks. And it's, it's so cool. It, I kind of, I kind of hate Mike Flanagan for it because it's so cool. You know, like Ewan McGregor's in it and he's kind of run down and, like it's this 
it's what like present day but it's also a small town that like it's established that's been there since like what the 80s i think there's a lot of there's a lot of times and dates thrown at you and yeah it's uh i i also was trying to figure out what the timeline was yeah what year I it was because I, I think it's 2019 i think when when yeah present began. day right yes, yes because um i know they take a look back which was cool like they actually um, he had the balls to actually recreate uh, some of the scenes um, from The Shining yeah. with, with other actors. Um, and it was really cool. And it, I was taken aback a little bit because um, I just didn't expect it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because it's, you know, uh, you, have, you, have you seen Ready Player One? No, I haven't. I have not. Okay, so in that movie, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. They have this whole sequence where they play a game, and it's basically The Shining. Yeah. So you know they 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 visit like uh, various famous set pieces and visuals and stuff like that. But you know it's all just the surface level. Like you remember the blood elevator, you remember the carpet, you remember you know, the maze, all this stuff. And I was kind of worried Doctor Sleep would do that. But in doing that little extra stuff, you know, it's kind of like recreating the scenes with actors. uh, That's a little extra effort that gets me like, okay, it's more important than just like surface level dressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just fan service. Yeah, yeah, you know? and it's like there's there's effort put into the fan service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it even if it is, and and that's fine because it's clear that Mike Flanagan's a fan because when they actually revisit the hotel, which is thankfully saved until like the last few minutes. You Thank know? goodness, yeah, yeah. Because that's the other thing. Like all that visual stuff, it's in it's just in these flashbacks, and you know. It's not until the end where it all comes together and then you start getting the fan service. And by then it's it's taking like this turn to be cool. You know, it's like. Yeah, like it's gone into action mode, right? Yeah, it's yeah. that supernatural action mode yep. at that point. It's their superheroes fighting like a, a supervillain. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it, it's turned into a legit like fucking action movie in your face at, because you go through it. Um, there is a good amount of building going on. Um, it and they yeah, do sprinkle in the action here and there, and it, it is a little bit. You do feel it. Yeah, that's uh, that's my big concern. Is yeah, that you you do feel it. You do feel it, especially in the middle, um, right. where uh, when you and McGregor's a character, uh, uh, when Danny Torrance meets um, uh, Abra, right, mm-hmm. and and they have this this kind of hey, let's do road trip kind of get to know each other kind of thing that gets a little kind of slow um and yeah and then a lot of the there's a whole scene where they're recruiting like another member of the of the monster guild i forget their actual name but the uh, monster guild <laughs> yeah <laughs> they have names i didn't i don't i never got like the the name of the monster itself so like you know i want to call them death eaters but that's harry potter and the soul eaters right yeah they're like or soul, soul eaters, suckers but they, yeah but they call it steam so it's like you steam eaters the shining Dirties. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny when I when I first saw it in theater, like uh, when they first uh, were like kind of inhaling the steam and shit. Like uh, some people were laughing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it's bong stuff, you know? Yeah, it. legit. It's like on the, it's like let me smell it, let me smell it, you know? <laughs> and uh, in, uh, when um, every time they were doing like the gang up 
on somebody because the steam was rising. It was also kind of a kind of comical, but it was it was cool because it, it was different. You know, like yeah, I, I didn't expect that at all from the trailer. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's so like some of it's so like kind of cartoony. Yeah. But at the same time, it all fits in this weird world that the movie makes, you know? It's like yeah. Stephen King made this weird, like, super... It, it's kind of like what, um... It's kind of like what Shyamalan does for Split. Yeah. And Unbreakable, where he yeah. just kind of changes the tone of this weird superhero world. And that's all this is. You know, it's like a... It's a horror take on this superhero kind of story. And... Yeah. And it rules by, you know, because at the end it's all superhero stuff and then you get some, you know, you actually get some good character development. Ewan McGregor's great. The little little girl who plays Abra, she's going to be huge. Dude, and that guy, fucking that guy, he's in everything. Uh, The guy who played his best friend. Oh, Cliff Curtis? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, Cliff Curtis is in everything. He's in everything. He was in Sunshine also, one of my favorites. He was the bad guy in Sunshine. That was great. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's in everything because he's usually good. Yeah. He's he's usually like the solid guy you go to. Training day, right? Training day. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you just need someone to do like – uh, a smaller role, but you know they're they're not going to over deliver, but they're not going to under deliver. No, know? it's and that's no, yeah, solid. Yeah, he's just a solid actor. He and knows how to do the job. He's a great supporting character. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. I would recommend you know if if it's still in theaters around you and you're looking for a thing to check out around the around oh, the holidays, man, definitely. Like especially towards uh, we're not going to spoil too much because uh, I don't know if people have heard of seen it yet or whatever, but. Um, no, I, well, this, I don't know. This, I don't know how much you want to spoil because there's a good no, this, kill in the movie. This, yeah, this this awards show is going to be uh, pretty spoiler heavy. That's the other thing because uh, actually, no, the winners will probably be spoiler heavy. So yeah, there we go. We are generally spoiler free. If something slips through, apologies, but you know, apologies, but not really. Um, yeah, you we're we're gonna break it, it down. We'll, yeah, we'll break it down with the winners. We'll de- we'll definitely go into it. Yeah. But, um, Doctor Sleep is, I, I would say, one of the nominees for the best movie of the year. And while we're talking about it, Mike Flanagan's best director. But uh, what else do you think fits in in like the movies category? Let's start out in the big one, right? Yeah, the like, big one. Um, I know you recently also had a chance to watch one of my. Uh, Oh, one of my favorites, yeah. Uh, 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 Midsummer, right? Yes. You had a chance to watch that recently. It is one of my favorites. I did mention when I when I watched it and when we spoke about it that it was one of those movies that it's um it's either like you know you love it or hate it kind of thing because it's just kind of out there. Um, right. What'd you think of Midsummer? So I uh, I understand why you're voting uh, or you're putting it up for a nominee for um, best movie because. It's so different than a lot of the stuff I've seen this year. It, you know, I usually don't like like the the artsy methodical horror movies. Yeah, it's very highbrow. Yeah. Right. And like I get it. Like I understand and when I want to watch that type of movie, uh it's usually great. Like that uh Baba Duke's another good example. Yeah. Uh, Hereditary, which is who did this one, right? Same director? Yes, uh Mr. Ari Aster. Yeah, but hereditary, more- like just overall, honestly, like in comparison to like Baba Duke, um, if you're gonna talk about a little bit of horror stuff, let's take a little sidetrack here. Like Baba Duke was cool. Um, 
Have you seen Baba Duke? You've seen it. Of, of yeah, course, yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's a good like, example of like this, this, like this more methodical horror. It's that's... cool, but when you speak about Hereditary, Hereditary is pretty like in your face. You know, right. you have movies like Baba Duke, which uh, are metaphors for certain things and certain like um, emotional struggles in life and all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But like when it comes to Hereditary, like that shit is like brutal. <laughs> Right. And, and uh, um, at the core of it all, when it comes to Midsummer, it's completely different. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That's one thing I have to stress. This is why I went on that tangent because um, after watching a movie like Hereditary, you're like, holy shit. Like you're like you're dead, emotionally dead after Hereditary, um, after all the fucking action that goes down and what leads up to the end and the craziness of the ending. Um, uh, and you're just emotionally just drained. Um, after watching that movie and you kind of are excited because hereditary was it, it was it had a good pace to it. it it was a lot of stuff going on it, but it was well structured and you felt in the movie i never really felt slow because the minute it started it started peaking a little bit like down the minute it started going down it threw you some wild and then it brought you back up with midsummer it's the complete a complete different ride um and if you're not prepared for that you definitely won't be able to um just sit down and appreciate it for what it is uh it's one of those movies yeah and it's it's kind of like uh there's there's a moment that's a huge spoiler that take but it's it's weird that it's a spoiler you know, right? Because it's in like the first like five minutes of the movie, and it actually sets the plot in motion. But it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't know how severe it is, yes, and how severe an event that opening is, then you know maybe your your experience will be different. Like I knew beforehand, so yeah. it's like I I was able to, uh, you know. It's, so basically, it's it's a film about experiencing grief and. Or, you know, and dealing with trauma. and But yeah. it's like, if you don't know the intensity of that in trauma, I feel like it hits you a little bit harder. Yeah, and, dealing with uh, extreme, like, uh, trauma and just, yeah. like, loss, uh, extreme loss and, like, everything happening at once. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of emotional baggage that comes our protagonist's way. And it's just, like, constantly, like, it's constantly getting worse. But at the same time... It's parallel. It's you know. It's it's put against this this serene society. This serene like it's got darker tinges, you know. But that's that's yeah, also it's when Jace, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but that's also when like the two emotional parallels kind of blend more, mesh together, you know. Because it's like she's adjusting to this world, and we're also adjusting to how we respond to it as well, you know. So yes. like you're saying, Hereditary, you come out of it feeling like almost excited you know because it's like it's so intense yeah and midsummer yeah midsummer is the complete opposite like you said because it's not intensity you feel it's not excitement but it's relief it is relief it's 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 that complete loss attention and you're just contentment really yeah yeah i would say so because it's uh we spoke about it as well um as a a journey you know this movie Mm -hmm. is um, you have to you have to kind of forego what you see. Like I have the ability to kind of just walk in with a clean slate and 
expect something kind of you know special or expect something different i don't always go into watching a movie um knowing oh it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like that you know so i was very pleasantly surprised how everything turned out um and it is a movie where it's, it's very emotional it's very heavy um especially once you get past what happened in the beginning and you know how this girl is coping with this uh, uh tragedy and how she goes on with her day and then how everything around her is isn't really what she wants you know and mm-hmm. it's it's really about finding um about who she is and and what she wants as a person in life going forward and has she surrounded herself with the, the proper people and and she finds a place where you know they accept her for who she is and they love her for who she is they, they go to that point you know mm-hmm. um uh where they express all this gratitude just for having her there and she, and she feels wanted. Um, so it's that kind of emotional journey kind of movie where um, I don't think I can rewatch it again, but yeah. I, um, I might rewatch it with the director's cut maybe one day. I know it's longer, but um, it's one of those things where I've experienced it. I don't think it would be the same the second time around uh, because it's an experience more than agree. more than it is um, watching like fucking Die Hard all the time, which yeah, I yeah, it's you know? that it's not something that you can recreate a second no. time. No, and it's something I would hear a director's commentary for, but yeah. maybe not a director's cut. I don't. That's the other thing. I don't think I could see more of it. You know, I I don't see myself seeing a longer edition of it either. You know, I would I, like I, to I, see. I would like to see what they cut. You know, like right. with all the stuff they had in the movie. What did you cut? Like I just like I'm just being a fucking savage. I want to see what kind of <laughs> what kind of gore like they cut and what kind of stupid kills they cut. Um, yeah. But um, you know I'm not gonna revisit that anytime soon. I mean, compare that to something we probably will revisit once uh, once it releases officially on. Come, uh, I would say uh, a movie like Crawl. Yeah. For instance, uh, Crawl is the type of movie where I would revisit. A hundred percent every Sunday afternoon um, when it's rainy outside because it's one of those movies you just leave on TV and just kind of you know do what you got to do around the house and always catch a a, a glimpse of something really fucking cool happening because it's nonstop full yeah. force throttle like a hundred percent full force. <laughs> I mean, no, I completely agree. It's the perfect. Like I would, I would also, I agree to this. I second this nomination um, because it's the perfect Sunday afternoon movie. It's the perfect errand movie. It's the perfect you're in the other room movie. You know, <laughs> and then you come back and sit down in front of it, and hey, you're and you're like, oh, this this lady's getting her leg bitten off. You know, cool, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like, uh, I remember when, when remember when we were talking about it that this they get fucking thrown everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything gets fucking thrown at these people. Um, and it's just, you think they got over one obstacle and one hurdle. They just throw two more at them. And it, it just gave you this hopeless feeling. And then uh, the ending was unexpected, to be honest with you. Um, but I was okay with it, 100%. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Apex Predator thing, and it didn't seem like that kind of movie. You know, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, yeah. When you watch it, it, it feels like a more heroic movie yeah. than a horror movie. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know what? It, it feels like one of those, like, 90s movies right. where uh, there's, like, a winner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> there's a conclusion they get to write off yeah. the sunset. You know? um, it. I really dug how they did the alligators, man. Um, it looked great. Um, 
like I said before, there was this one scene where I didn't know if it was practical effects at one point because it yeah, just looked like animatronic at one point. Yeah, yeah, because like I like the design of them too because they're not quite like crocodiles. Yeah, there's like just a little bit off in like how they're put together. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, it's a little bit more monstrous than uh, than a normal crocodile. No, yes, because it. it's like if you're doing it, why not? Right? You know, it's not like Lake Placid levels. No, it's, it's not like a fucking you know. Uh, a megalodon version, yeah. you know, where it's like the size of the fucking lake. It's like you know, it's like you know, he's gonna need a bigger place to live. <laughs> you know, like you know, when you buy a fish, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You, you need to buy it a certain, you know, gallon. Yeah, you gotta buy it the right size tank just to have it because it needs fucking space to live. You would think yeah. a fucking crocodile that big would live there. <laughs> no, dude, it needs a fucking bigger place to live, man. Yeah, man, but, but it, yeah. it's fucking Florida, like, dude. They, you know, they could have that down there. No one would know, dude. Fucking, it was such a <laughs> fucking sight to see the gator farm. Um, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go drive to my dad's house and see how he's doing during this fucking hurricane. <laughs> As I pass by a fucking gator farm, that you're like, oh well, you shit, know, oh, only also- in Florida, dude, only in Florida. Yeah, and that's also the stuff where, like, I, I second the nomination because it's like, yeah, it's goofy, but that's the stuff, like, it that's just kind of works. Because you're yeah. like, Gator Farm, you're like, oh, shit, so wait a minute. So then, um, like, <laughs> you just see that. So, like, you just see that, like, like right in the beginning, like, oh, Gator Farm, cool, whatever. Um, and then um, uh, as the movie goes, you're like, oh, shit, that's right, there's a fucking Gator Farm, like, next mm-hmm. door. And that totally becomes, uh, like, uh, a good point in the movie too it becomes a little exciting when she finds all that nonsense going on uh where they go into the uh, the crawl space right that big mm-hmm. tunnel there's like babies and shit in there bro yeah uh another movie that like it's kind of it's kind of the same tone just you know a little bit different uh ready or not i would i would put that up there as i liked know. ready or not man i had a lot of fun watching that movie yeah it's uh i've seen it recently and uh samara samara wiley i think that's her name right yeah or man samara, samara weaving something like that apologies but uh i want to see her in more stuff yes um i first saw her in the babysitter another movie we we got to talk about later on oh, um yeah. uh and she totally blew me away because you know you don't expect the talent to be like that honestly right. especially in a mcg movie so i was thrown off as i was like holy shit she's pretty fucking dope like she's just very natural uh and i was very happy that she wasn't ready or not i was like let's see what she can do and she fucking she she did it, man. She, she did a good job with that movie. And yeah, uh, my I favorite think- part it, it's it's towards the end where she she lets out this scream that's like kind of it's forced, but it's also like it's so like, it's so good. It's such a good scream. It's got like a like she. It's kind of like a you know. Uh, Is that which part when, was that? The uh, part she uh, she's swinging a knife. And she's just like kind of screaming wildly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's such a good like. That was, was good. Like, yeah. And, and, and like, then that damn. one scene um, where she goes into the barn. Yeah. Like. And then her hand gets like caught on that thing. Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> you know, and all that's and the she, other thing. Like we we've talked about like a character needing to struggle and like crawls the same way too. Right. Where like the main character they or the, the main characters like they they both get like super hit a lot dude and, like facts 
and it's the same thing here in Ready or Not that the the character uh, where she Grace is hit by everything and from the jump the yes. whole point is to throw everything at her <laughs> yeah pretty much and which is she, crazy that's a crazy fucking it's a very cool concept by the way yeah it's so cool because it's you know it's so it's just i know i don't want to spoil it maybe if it wins we'll, we'll start we'll dig into it if anything but, we'll go into it more in the if it wins or not we'll spoil some stuff when we talk more later on yeah throughout it's the just years cool. yeah, yeah it's just it's, cool shit it's a cool movie where, you know, it's a death game. There you go. And that's that's why I like it. It's a death game with a fun twist. It's a great twist. And it's a good background story, too. I didn't expect yeah, it to be that fun of a background story. Absolutely. And, and a great ending um, that will just fucking, it, like, it, it made everything just right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, tied, it tied everything together. Um, and uh, another movie that tied everything together um, this year was It Chapter 2. Um, I'm throwing it out there just because it did such a good job telling a story. Uh, it, it captivated me. I wanted to know more about the characters, more about the story. Um, it was a good character piece. Um, you had a good antagonist in it. Uh, it, it wasn't, you had some decent, you had some good shine horror moments in there, but overall movie horror aside, honestly, it's, um, uh, a very good addition into a horror universe you know what i mean um it has it has just the right amount of tension and suspense in it and just the right amount of scares um pennywise i wish it had a little bit more of it in him uh we had a whole conversation about this you can go back um and check it out but uh i wish there was a bit more darkness um mm-hmm. uh, uh in it not gore per se but just like fucking straight up darkness you know um i thought it was just a really good addition to this whole you know stephen king universe uh that everyone's trying to reboot these days yeah i i completely agree and it's made even better when you can combine it with the first part and it's all good together so it's a fulfilling experience, even more so with the first one. And, you know, that also might be something we would discuss when, um, whenever we pick a winner. Yeah. But Cause the I, first one's so good too, man. Yeah. Like, the, like the kids are just so good and you just have so much fun watching the movie because of the kids in the movie. Yeah. And, and so part two does lose some of that. So that's something we will talk about. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I second this. I, I agree. It's also, it's a pretty good experience. Just yeah, yeah, and you're right thing. too. Like it, it does lose some of the, um, damn, what's I, I don't I don't know the word for it, but it does lose a little bit, like um, the zazz, I guess. Because no. you know how like when you have kids in a movie, it has that that Stranger Things like yeah, aura, a, you know? It's a kid adventure aura. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it's it's real lightning in a bottle with those movies, you know. With, with a good kid adventure, you you have to nail it the first time. And they not, knew this though, and they knew this yeah. because they sprinkled a good amount of those flashbacks throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and they brought back those kids, you know, for reshoots or whenever they filmed it because they don't look like they aged a bit. Um, but uh, they did understand that those kids were were and are the true remake of the it movie you know what i mean right uh, uh it, it started with them and they and they knew it and they did a good job i think of having all of them sprinkled in well into the movie where you didn't long for that while watching the movie because once you 
had that little inkling of longing, they gave you that flashback and you mm-hmm. had them back. So um, I think that's a very good just job writing the story for the, for the screen and knowing. Um, it is a little long, but I think the pacing was controlled well. Um, yeah. I, I'm not saying it had good pacing, but I think it was controlled well enough that um, you didn't deter too much from what was going on. Yeah, I would agree that overall it's a great enough experience and in terms of like other horror films of the year, it definitely deserves at least a nomination for the best movie. Yeah. Um another one I'm not uh we have to discuss this one right now. Um I'm just throwing it out there just cuz I don't uh, it was there were a good amount of movies but the best ones just came out recently <laughs> um right. but uh i'm throwing ma into the ring mm-hmm. for, for nominee only because we had such a good time talking about ma yeah um, it, i'm not a- sure it's gonna win to be honest with you but i think it deserves it just because it was just a different movie and we needed it at that time yeah i i definitely agree it's, it was a you know we got so many fun and interesting horror movies towards the end of the year we kind of forget that we went like huge stretches without it. And you're right. Ma like hit in the spring, I think just yeah. like, in the middle of nothing. And right after a, April. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a solid experience that like, I didn't expect. Uh, I, I think when we talk about like actors and actresses in, in terms of, uh, I would say Octavia Spencer was great, you know, cause like she makes the movie. You know? Oh Yeah. Like it's uh, we spoke about it um, a little bit at, at length a while ago about just how her acting chops uh, were definitely anchoring the film in terms of she had these like crazy turns um, of emotion that made mm-hmm. a sequence creepier than you would think uh, it should have been. But because of her acting, uh, certain things were were highlighted and yeah. uh, it, it just did well. And then you add like. Um, some a good amount of teens, um, yeah, a, a or young actors, who are like who, young actors who are great. Yeah. Uh, a, a twisted story that doesn't quite go the way you expect it to. Even Luke Evans was decent, right? Yeah, and it was. It's just a. It's a solid experience. It, it, it's the same thing with like no. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Midsummer. You know, it's probably like Crawl too, where it's like you can watch it on a Sunday afternoon. And yeah, yeah. Get the most out of it, and I, I dig it. I definitely agree that it belongs up here. You know what's funny about all these movies? Like, um, the protagonists of all these movies um, mm-hmm. go through struggle. Um, in Doctor Sleep, um, we have Danny Torrance going through alcoholism and battling alcoholism, and uh, and coming to terms with himself and finding his inner self and and, and struggling to decide whether he should help this girl out or not. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was living such a, a good life and then everything was shaken up and he legit like went through shit and a lot of kind of emotional stress in this movie. Um, and then in Midsummer, we know we, we just spoke about it, how, you know, she's going through this, uh, this period of loss mm-hmm. um, and ready or not constant fucking battle against this whole entire family trying to kill you. Um, so a lot of physical angst, uh, thrown to, uh, towards our character same for crawl right um mm-hmm. the same in it chapter two um these these characters have to go through fucking hell to try and pretty much you know stay alive and mm-hmm. and not be miserable anymore and um in in ma we have a character in octavia spencer who has gone through some some traumatic moments in her in her past that lead her 
to where she is now. And there are some points in that movie, Ma, where you're like, um, should I be kind of rooting for her because yeah. of what happened? Or but like, but she's so fucking crazy that it's like, why are you luring these kids here? You know. Mm-hmm. But so she does it so well, and uh, in that movie, she has these emotional battles of right or wrong and i think that that makes good horror good conflict makes good horror and I completely agree. and that's what makes up our nominees for a movie of the year um in the first annual corpse toe tag awards um and uh the next category um is uh best director since we're talking about mike flanagan let's just get it out of the way um yeah, he, he's definitely nominated he's definitely course. nominated um he might win just because I'm a Mike Flanagan fan. I mean, but know, we will discuss we'll, at length. We will discuss all nominees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put uh, Mary Astor um, in that ring as well because you know, of I, just how good the I, movie looks. I, I yeah, Midsommar. The fact that it's bright as hell and it's still got a lot of weird things in it. Dude, and, that death scene. That death yeah. scene where, like, the expiration of life? What the fuck? Yeah, like, it's so weird because it's so bright and then that's so gruesome. Yeah. It, it makes the gruesome stuff stand out more. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's one of the things I think we spoke about. If, if I didn't speak about it with you, I think I spoke about it with my wife. I was telling her how good you have to be as a, a horror filmmaker um, to use that kind of lighting because most horror films, we all know they're dark. Right, so yeah. you can get away with a lot of shit, but when it's that bright outside and you're doing what you're doing, you gotta make this shit look good and make it look crisp and make sure everything is executed very well because everything is just legit plain as day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no pun intended. Um, uh, but maybe, maybe intended actually. Um, but uh, the next guy I have is um, Alexander Alha for Crawl. What do you think about that? I, you know, what? I would. I'll agree because you know best movie and we're putting it up there. It's usually the director is a lot of the reason why these movies are great too. And I did like a lot of the the flood shots. Yeah, and- I liked a lot of the action, a lot of the uh, the confined action. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, like especially uh, what was I think it's when she's crawling through the crawl space in the first place i think i really like her introduction to it and our introduction to it yes and i like how confined it feels and you felt the space like like you felt the space that that they were working with and you're like holy shit like get out of there see if your dad's there if he's not get the fuck out of there because it's a flood zone (laughs) so um i think he does a good job of showing you what they have to work with and uh with all the pipes in the way and stuff like that too like um it made good action storytelling it was uh, it yeah. was a good like claustrophobic feeling oh dude like um descent descent was fucking great yeah like it's oh my god there you go maybe that's what it's reminding me yeah. of like crawl's got a lot of descent vibes it's descent not as good it, that's the other thing it's not like we put that out there no it's, no, you can't really no. beat Descent. Not even Descent can beat Descent. No. Yeah. Descent 2 tried to kill Descent, but yeah. it didn't do it after I saw Descent again. I was like, oh, no, that was just a bad dream. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that movie was dope. Um, so we're th- throwing him in the pool, right? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I also have Mr. Jordan Peele for us on this because visually, um, us look good. 
Yeah, I you know I will second this because he as a horror director, he's got a really good eye. Yes. I li- I like a lot of his perspective in terms of like uh the title card's really cool, the the bunnies, the yep. bunny wall, the um the there's a lot of the carnival scenes that are shot really well. Uh oh, yeah, light, yep. they're they're lighted really well. He understands lighting. Yes. Like and his lighting's usually like, especially in yes. us. There's a lot of a lot of good lighting in that a, movie, especially with uh, like a mainly uh, black cast. Yes, um, yes, he uses their skin tone very fucking well. Um, especially when they have blood on their skin, and like the light just hits it and it glistens just yeah. a certain way, and you, like it's it just looks fantastic. Uh, and uh, the last guy I got. Um, uh, what do you think of, uh, what's his name? And, Andres Muschietti, right? Muschietti? Oh, okay. Uh, Andy Muschietti. Muschietti. Uh, for, uh, for the It Chapter 2 movie. I would all, you know, I'll agree to that too. Just because... as I think more, it's more of a nod to the first one. But I think because he's wrapping it up with this one. Yeah, I, I would think in terms of uh, being able to craft like I, I like a lot of the I like a lot of the the sequences in part two, a lot of the the visual choices, uh, a lot of the Pennywise moments. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Like I said, some of it's a little weird, and that comes from adapting a, a like two thousand page book. Hey, we got a good little bunch there, man. Um, is there anything else you think we might have missed for best director? No, I think we. I think we. Basically- I, I think we're good, right? <laughs> Mike Flanagan, what? <laughs> um, all right. So um, another little ditty. Worst movie. Let's get. Uh, let's get to it. Let's yeah, get let's get it. the bad. Uh, let's yeah, nominate let's get the, the bad, bad stuff. Um, <laughs> I got. I, I got four on the list. Right, four. No, five. No, four. Maybe you have some more. You might. You might want to add. Uh, one of them, La Llorona. We've spoken mm-hmm. many times on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, cast how bad that movie was because of its lack of understanding of an r rating mm-hmm. um and the fact that hey, the whole point of this um phantasm this this ghoul right is to kill kids right that's the whole thing it's like hey give me your kid let me kill him you know uh they kill like one kid or two kids but that's only in the flashback story about her turning into la llorona right um <laughs> right. so um I just didn't like it. It was a shame. It was a shame because it had a cool concept. It was part of the Conjuring universe, and we've spoken about that before, how I mm-hmm. feel about that. And um, I don't know, man. Tex, you're Mexican. What do you think about this? I mean, uh, it's rare that, you know, it, it sucks because there's a lot of cool monsters in, like, in a in, like, this Latin culture. And the Mexican lore especially, dude. Yeah, and... It sucks that when we finally get one, it's it's bad, and we were know? excited about it too. Remember? Yeah, because we were excited because especially. the La Llorona character looks good. Yeah, um, it's not about her; it's about the story in general. Like she looks good, um, and I wish they threw you more of that because she's she has a scary look to her, dude, legit. Um, and we were excited when we first saw that trailer. We we're like, oh shit, finally they're doing some Latin American, right? Yeah, um, and um, you know they tried. They tried. Luckily, they, try. they um, you know, I guess they were using some kind of, you know, side budget or something. Some, like, leftover money. It's like, oh, that's yeah, just it one really, movie, you know? It really was some leftover money from, like, The Conjuring, you know? Yeah. yeah Conjuring it, 2. <laughs> it was, it, no, you know what it's from? From The Nun. Because The Nun got <laughs> so much extra money because that's everyone it thought it was going to be good. 
Yeah. Um, oh, uh, another man. terrible movie um, that I saw this year was uh, Dead Don't Die. Um, that's the one with Adam Driver, Bill Murray, um, Chloe Sevigny, like a bunch of like, you know, A-listers. A zombie movie, complete trash, total trash. Um, I, I didn't know what was worse for a while, La Llorona or Dead Don't Die. And uh, I decided that, you know, Dead Don't Die, it kind of, it's not right, man, because you have this talent. You have fucking Bill Murray in this movie. You have Adam Driver, who's a good actor. You have mm-hmm. Claude Savigny, who's a great actress. Um, you have these great talents, and you just don't use them. They're in this terrible fucking movie um, that isn't funny. They try to be funny. Um, it's not. It's just, it was a total waste of time. I, I was really upset because I wasted my time watching that movie. And the only reason I didn't go anywhere that day during that movie was because I wanted to finish my slurping. Um, another movie we, we need to talk about, I'm not sure if it belongs on this list after talking about these two fucking movies, um, Hellboy. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a big disappointment. Right. Um, uh, so it's on this list just because it was disappointing. I think, yeah, because I think it, it's going to be, uh, I agree to its nomination because it's disappointing. I don't know if it's going to win. You know, I, you know, that's the thing. It's a good thing to not want to win the worst movie. I would, I would argue that, but that's when we go into, that's when we come to picking winners. But I, I agree that it, it's worth no. the nomination just because it's so disappointing. Okay. Uh, a next one on here. Um, have you seen, uh, a Velvet Buzzsaw? Yes, and I agree. It's Good. another one that's Good. disappointing. We've never spoken just... about that movie. No, um, no. But um, I, I was excited about it. Um, yes. Because it was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene yes. Russo. Um, this is this is the Gyllenhaal who, uh, who's coming off a Nightcrawler. And... The same director as Nightcrawler, by the way. Yep. Yes. That's, that's why, why I, was I was even more excited. Yes, because Nightcrawler is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, Nightcrawler is uh, fucking great. That's so good. And I was, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I was just hoping for at least a strong enough film. Dude, you know, it felt like watching a '90s Cinemax B movie, like you know, yeah. kind of action horror thing. Legit, it was, it, it was terrible. Um, and the people in it were just fucking terrible. So I was kind of glad they were getting killed off. Right. Um, especially that chick, the assistant, right? Like you're a terrible person. <laughs> um, and then she dumps her boyfriend and shit. And oh my god, yeah, this movie sucks. Uh, do you know of any more terrible movies we should put on this list? Uh, no, I think we're good. Let's let's talk about more good stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's uh, it was a downer. Sorry, guys, but we gotta, we gotta talk about it. But uh, let's talk about uh, the best stream of the year. We have seen some decent streaming stuff. Uh, Lately, uh, one of them was a uh, remake uh, from Shudder, uh, Creepshow. I- I've spoken about uh, this this uh, remake before. It's a, it's a show, anthology kind of thing, you know, stories just like the movie Creepshow. Um, uh, Greg Nicotero, uh, the, the guy behind all the makeup of, um, of Walking Dead is behind it. So there's a lot of practical effects in it, like a lot. And it looks great. Um, it, it's, uh, it reminds me of Tales from the crypt from back in the day on HBO, um, obviously up to date. Um, but it has solid acting in it. Um, good stories, good, um, good horror, good special effects. I definitely think you guys should definitely give it a watch. It's one of those uh, shows where, like I said, 
it's one of those things you can leave on the background, dude, and just like do whatever you got to do while you have creep show on the background. Um, mm. And I think that's something cool. Um, uh, you guys should definitely check it out. I know if you don't have Shutter, I don't know how else you can access it. Um, but um, maybe YouTube or some kind of other way, not going to be spoken about here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how if you can find it, watch it. Watch like it. That. Yeah, watch Creep Show. Um, I just finished watching um, a, a little while ago this movie called Necrotronic, also on Shutter. It was a fucking blast, dude. Yeah, legit. It's um a fucking blast. It was. Imagine the Matrix. Um, having a baby with deathgasm, um, and it's being babysat by fucking Ghostbusters. It's this dude who he's a descendant of um of a necromancer, and he gets activated somehow, right? Um, because somebody created this way for demons to be sent um through like the internet. Right. And there's this big plan for like, you know, a bunch of demons to go to the phones and possess people. And it's just fucking wild. Like, it sounds stupid, but you got to check it out. (laughs) Like, I was like, are you kidding me? This sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's it it works. It fucking works. So this dude um, is he's like, oh, shit, he's a necromancer. And now he has to fight crime. Pretty much. He has to fight these goats. Um, uh, It's a fun movie. It's a blood guts um good action good comedy believe it or not it had good comedic a uh, good comedic uh, spots in it um i definitely recommend it uh nice. it, it, visually it was it looked really nice really awesome um it was definitely um a very cool very unexpectedly good movie um from australia from australia mate so i, I definitely recommend that one um uh, text have you seen anything on stream recently that you that you like to add to this list no, because everything I've seen is from a couple of years ago. That's the only thing. I know. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute. When did this movie get on Netflix? I haven't seen it till this year, goddammit. I know. Uh, um, it sucks. Uh, There's a lot that we can talk about here yeah. that we can't. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about it in the best of the decade, though, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, another one that uh, I have spoken about before in this cast is Black Summer. Um, it's uh, – that uh, a spinoff of that sci-fi zombie show. I forgot what it was called again. But uh, they took a different take on it because I know the, the sci-fi show is, is a bit more, you know, B-movie uh, comedic. The mm-hmm. show actually, the show runners of that, they decided to go serious with it. And it's an actually serious, good um, zombie show. I think it's about eight episodes or so. Um 45 minutes each it's not even like an hour long uh it's these people pretty much having to get together to get to safety um there's a a safe there's a safe zone and they have to pretty much go there think um 28 days uh i'm sorry 28 weeks later Mm -hmm. um it has the same little concept kind of story weave through it um this one um woman got separated from her daughter so her daughter is in this safe zone and she has to get to her daughter so um in her journey she meets all these people and they have to like pretty much fight their way and they're all different they're all very different people which is very cool um and they have to just kind of get along and you know survive and i think it's very cool show you guys should definitely watch it it's on netflix black summer um what else is on this list man 
a lot of streaming shit. Like, but a lot of streaming shit sucks, honestly. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's good enough for the for the nomination. Oh wait, there's one more. There's one more oh. legit. Legit, I think uh, is actually the standout of this one. Um, Hole in the ground. Um, uh, this movie was an A twenty four movie released uh, back in uh, around winter, like f- f- March or February or some shit like that. Um, I saw it on video on demand, so it counts streaming. You know, um, uh, it's just on the cloud. People are streaming. Um, but this movie is about a mother who loses her child in the woods and this child comes back and he's not her child, maybe, or maybe he's not, you know, it's one of those movies. Um, it's well done. It's a 24. So, you know, I don't have to say much else just right. that it's a 24, you know, there's some quality behind it. Um, there is very good acting behind it by the mother. Uh, the story is, you know, it gets wild. Uh, you don't expect things to actually, you know, happen and they actually happen. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, so I definitely recommend Hole in the Ground. I know it, it's on streaming sources now, um, Amazon Prime, maybe Hulu or Netflix as well. But check all of them. I know it's on one of them. Uh, Hole in the Ground. It's a very good movie. We should watch it. Unexpectedly good. Good ending. Um, uh, let's move on. Uh, the next award, um, I thought it was a nice little thing since, uh, you know, this being corpse and all that, um, is, um, it's the next of kin award. And this, uh, award is for the best reboot, uh, slash remake since we just spoke about that the other day. Um, uh, and there's some actually that we just spoke about, um, that are sequels, reboots and remakes, right? Dr. Sleep is one of them. That's a sequel to the shining. Um, uh, you also have pet cemetery, all right? that's another reboot have you seen pet cemetery tex uh no actually now that i'm thinking about it i i think i i think i feel like i've seen it because i've seen the original and i know what happens in the new one it's uh it's uh it's it's neat it has uh, some neat little twists in there it's not great um it does uh do a cool job of uh exploring certain other things that could have happened and that was cool so uh that's another one we can throw in that pool what else? Uh, it Chapter 2? Yeah, yeah. It Chapter 2, another good remake. But um, there's been a lot of a lot of good original stuff this year now that I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a top five, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. I was like, yeah. I was trying to think of like good like like horror remakes that have happened this year. And we are getting them still. They're still happening. Oh, of uh, Child's Play. Right. Yeah, Child's Play was one. We, we got Child's Play on there. It's, we have. Um, I feel uh, like it's nominated by default, right? Oh, like, um, Annabelle three, right? Oh yeah, there we go. Annabelle comes home. Annabelle yeah. comes home. That's See, a good one. That was a solid movie. Rem- you just had to remind me about all of this. That's yeah. the problem, dude. Like I have to remind myself. I'm like, holy shit! Like, what am I talking about over here? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> and, and then I look at fucking. I go to my website, courtfeed.com, and I, I go to the horror movie, <laughs> and I'm like, no. oh. Oh, yeah, it's great to, like, it's great thinking back on it and I'm like man I'm glad the original stuff stuck out more you know yeah no I I agree um oh what movie we have to put in uh in the worst of the categories Godzilla King of Monsters oh man just a disappointment all around that's I, it, it's going on there for just being a disappointment god damn just, it it's nominated by default it's we had a high high expectations <laughs> oh um, man Oh, it it was grandfathered in the award. Like yeah, just so... like Hellboy too. It's like we just, just <laughs> oh Hellboy, Hellboy's on the remake, right? Yeah. See, it's just nominated by default, All right? Oh, Happy Death Day two. Oh, you know, actually, ooh, 
okay. Now, right? now I'm like, I'm thinking about the best movies, but also it wouldn't win. I would just say this, yeah. say this straight out because it's yeah. not like completely horror. It might anymore. win this category though, so it kind of yeah. uh, it kind of has a shot to get an award, maybe. Yeah, right? <laughs> I I hope it does because I'm it, like it's it's a good movie, but it's not as much horror as the, no, you know. it's not. It definitely transitions and yeah. gets it gets into the straight up sci fi. Yeah, um, at, at a certain point, but because of all the deaths in it, it kind of has to. It, it, it walks that line, you know. It's a yeah, fringe it's, thing. It's it's, it's sci-fi horror, it, but it's it, a fringe it's, movie. Yes, yeah. definitely. It's not horror sci-fi. It's sci-fi horror. Yeah, which is crazy. Then, it's which it's is crazy. Got, like it's it's this dark comedy on top of all of that, which is like, crazy because like the first one is was more in the horror. You know, yes, yes. Uh, it had the kills, it had the team kills, and all that stuff. You know, the whole horror thing that happened, and uh, this one had a super awesome twist because I was wondering what the fuck they would do, and and they did something kind of unexpected, and it was really cool. Um, but I definitely think it belongs in the category of next of kin, um, being that it was a really good sequel, and that's a very good unexpected sequel um, because I didn't think it would get another one, being that the right. yeah. what you know because the concept was just done. Yeah, um, and then when you see part two, you're like, oh, did they think of it at the same time? Like, it's one of those things where like it's such a tight little, such a tight sequel to to the original one. Yeah, you know, because like, it was did they planned this out as like a two. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Because it's like such so much of part two works because of how well part one works and how much part one sets up for part two. Yeah, you know. So when you get to like the big emotional, big emotional scene of that, like of that climax that she's going through then you're like man like that part hits mo- like way harder because it's like over two movies that's been built up you know yeah no i agree 100 percent um that's why i liked it i, it, I it's like I, a, it's straight up like an it chapter two you know? yeah it's just like it's a sequel that's like all the better because the first one is good like the yes first was really exactly really good. Yeah. exactly and uh I'm, I'm glad i got into it i didn't because i was talking tons of trash about it because i didn't know because uh, uh, the trailers look stupid i'm like oh, that, yeah. that looks dumb it looks dumb it's like dead men on campus adjacent right. <laughs> and uh i was like oh this is gonna be stupid and then i actually saw part one and i was like oh um that's cool i wonder what they're gonna do in part two because i saw a trailer for part two when we went to see some kind of movie I mm-hmm. forgot what it was. I think it was Halloween or something. We saw Halloween, um, and that trailer happened, and um, I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of kind of decent." And I'm glad uh, that sequel came out. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Like, I hope it wins this one so it can take some awards so we can honor it in some way. Dude, but, like, I agree. Um, yeah, but then, uh, but yeah. So uh, if not, it can be honored for an- another award. So the best kill award. Absolutely. Yeah, and I would argue Death Day to You has, like, I would argue her deaths are kills because she kills herself. You know? Yeah, that, that movie's all about kills. Yeah, and it's all so, kills. Like, the my favorite death of the year overall uh, is also a big ready or not spoiler, so I can't, uh, I can't, I don't know. What do you think, Arturo? Can I nominate it? I mean, and, it has some if it, awesome if it, kills in it, though. Like, it has to go in it. That, that dumb waiter kill? Yes, that's one. That was. But neat. I was. I was talking that more. Was neat. The, the finale. The the final final kill. No, that no, that was good. That was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, no, I, just you throw know, it in there. 
Okay, so I'm gonna throw it in there, and when we talk about the winners, I will break it down and hope because uh, I hope it wins because that's my favorite from the year. But Death Day to You has some kills because she kills herself. And you know what? Like the nominees in this category, they it's just, it's like movies with just a bunch of kills in it. Yeah, because uh. this one, like she, my favorite one's when she jumps out of the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she's like, whatever, fuck it. She's like, hi, bye, guys. Yeah, and it's then you get that little scene of them after, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of like the perfect buildup across two movies of her dying. Um, uh, another one that uh, has a bunch of cool kills was um, Brightburn. Um, I agree. The movie agree. isn't, you know, it's nothing to brag about at all, actually. Um, I wouldn't even watch it again, but the kills. Were, but in terms of kills, dope. Like once his kid figures out he can do crazy shit, he fucking he goes on a rampage. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's the killer Superman thing. So you get all the cool deaths that you can only do yes. with that kind of. Premise. One in particular yeah. was uh, where uh, he dropped that uh, uh, pickup truck from the like from the sky, and that mm-hmm. guy's jaw was just fucking hanging out. Dude, that was fucking great. That was great. Yeah. That was practical, I think, too, right? I, I, I yes. couldn't really tell. It, it looked practical. It looked practical. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was fucking great. Um, another one with some cool kills. Uh, I Midsommar is on that list because it also has some cool dude, kills. Dude, just – no, like that, just the one. Like, like it has cool kills in it and, it and it does some crazy shit. But Oh, but you're talking about like the first the one? The first one. Okay, yeah, I agree. It definitely earns the nomination for that. Yeah. And when we talk about winners in the next episode, we're definitely breaking breaking down full spoilers. Yeah, and, and so full good. spoilers for sure. But that one for sure, just that one alone. Like I know like down the line, the cold stuff's like, they got some wild shit too. Now that you, done, oh, now yeah. that you fucking oh, bring yeah. that up. Absolutely. Um, they have some wild – and that dude like, you know, like in the Blood Eagle kind of shit. Yeah, the Blood Eagle oh. with the, the lungs. Oh, oh dude. Man. Um, that's fucking – Chef yeah, Kiss. Yeah, it was it's, I had, it's straight up Chef I Kiss. I did not yeah. even expect it. And then you're like, holy shit. And then the lungs were still fucking pumping, dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's gnarly. I love it. I love it. Um, that's all we got because th- these movies have enough kills in them. Where it's like, hey, how much killing do you want? I know, I know, we're bloodlust crazy over here, but hey, <laughs> they have enough. Especially yeah. ready or not, they have enough fucking deaths in there to, to fucking last your lifetime. Yeah, time. it's it's also smart. Like, uh, you know, whenever we talk about spoilers, I I love how, oh man, I I love how unique the deaths are in the way in the way it's kind of presented. You know, because she's fighting back, yeah, but. Yep. Is she fighting back? They also you do know, a good job of, like, eliminating fodder. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Within the context sure of the story, a- without having to just kind of like, hey, you know. Like, they're talking chit-chat and then, oh, my bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's making sure to rack up a body count without losing anyone important. And I that's what I mean. I think that's what – it's so smart, you know. Yes. Yeah, let's move along. Um, I think, uh, what else do we have on this uh, award show? All right, so the next uh, uh, and last award, before we get into the best of the decade, because obviously every year we're not going to have a best of the decade, but the, la- uh, mm-hmm. the last uh, award to round out the Toe Tag Awards is the best performance. Um, and we've spoken about many movies and many actresses and actors um, on this podcast um, and the job they've done to excel a movie to uh, what they are now. Um, and uh, we have a bunch of leading ladies here, and uh, and one dude, which is great. 
Uh, so the first guy, let's just get it out of the way, uh, Mr. Bill Hader, I think, for his job as Richie in, uh, in It Chapter 2. Uh, um, mm. and he stole every scene, honestly. Like, good job for fucking Bill Hader. Um, I was very... Uh, I don't know why, but I was very proud of him, you know, just for <laughs> just for doing such a good job. I'm like, yeah, look, no, I mean, like because as a comedian, you know, like um, they usually kind of excel when it comes to those um, roles, like Robin Williams did and, and Jim Carrey. And, yeah, and, like you know, Bill Bill Hader's done some like he's done some pretty good like independent. This work. is true. Uh, this is true. He he was great in the Skeleton Twins. I, I saw the that. I saw that. With, That's with uh, uh, Kristen Wig, right? That yeah, was a good it's movie. a really good dramedy. Yeah. That, that was yeah. good. Yeah, and like Barry is really like Barry is outstanding. I heard Barry was really good. Oh, dude, I, I think you would love. It's like Dexter's it. Jace, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's because you know it's the same thing you were talking about, where it's like a comedian usually knows drama as yeah. well because you kind of have to understand one to understand the yeah. other. And it's kind of why like dudes like Adam Sandler could still do like. He can do like his three movies in Africa or whatever. I know, right? Four cheap movies for Netflix and get paid all that. But then he'll come out and be like, oh, here's Punch Drunk Love. I know, that was great. Or here's like, here's Click. Here's Fob. (laughs) No, we don't speak about Click. We don't talk about Click. And then like he's... He's doing that uncut gems movie that looks. I know that was pretty hardcore. But that's that's completely going off the rails. But yeah, yeah, no, Bill Hader. Hader Hader was great. It was great that he outshines when you have people like Jessica Chastain on screen and fucking uh, and James McAvoy on screen who are also great at what they do. But Bill Hader just kind of stole the whole show in terms of his storyline and uh, what he did with that movie. Uh, Next up, we have uh, the very lovely Octavia Spencer for her work in Ma. Right, we just spoke about yes. how good it was um, that sh- that it was just her kind of anchoring the movie down, right? Yeah, because it's it's parts tragic, parts like manic, and parts like yeah, it's really like there's just a huge kind of charisma to it. Yes, uh, it's 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 her Kathy Bates run, and it's fantastic. Yes, I, it's great. I love to it. Watch. I love it. Yeah, uh, she's yes. clearly having fun, and that's what it is. Absolutely, and she owned that movie 100%. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have uh, Samara Weaving of uh, the very awesome yes. Ready or Not. You know, she's great. She's just great. Uh, she's very natural. Yeah, she has a very natural way of yes. acting, and uh, it uh, it works. It works. Uh, and it works in terms of just being serious, and her she has very decent – and solid comedic timing, I think, as well. When it comes to certain yeah. parts, um, uh, just just good acting overall. And it's yeah. very like it's very primal. She taps in like this guttural kind of screaming when she does things. Yeah, yep. and yeah, and when she's like pulling herself through things, and it's so good every time. It's one of those things where I'm like, damn, like what like what good things that she could put out of herself you know what i mean like she can give us such great energy yeah you know uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what she does next i hope it's something in horror it seems like she's got something going in that genre oh yeah, yeah. especially because i definitely want to talk about her again when we get to the next yes award. yes absolutely 100 percent we will <laughs> uh but next up on this award would be uh miss lupita nyong'o um for yes. us uh her portrayal uh I think we spoke about us last time, right? Um, yes. And about her portrayal as both um, the underground uh, version and the above ground version and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, obviously it was her movie. She was one where you kind of preferred to see more of 
the non-underground version at first and, right. and you wanted a little bit more of her in action because she was good at what she did especially as this mother who just wanted to, to protect her kids and you really didn't know what happened with the story and how everything happened and went down um and i think she um it, it kind of got us I, I think people have seen us by now we can just talk about it and um i, yeah. I think it, it kind of got us because throughout the movie there's different things that give away um little ptsd things that just give away about uh, uh her past like it just kind of makes sense that she would be weary of certain things because of what happened as a child right um, yeah and yeah. and Nyong'o she's so good at, at portraying all of this yes. portraying this this constant balance this constant struggle for like normalcy yeah you know to to seem like this person and that fits in yeah I agree and it's very realistic too it's very grounded um it's very uh natural another thing to say about it um as as a father myself, like it's very natural to see the way she acted with her kids, you know, because that's how that's right. how mother would act. Like, hey, why, why the fuck did you just run off, you know, without telling me? Like, don't fucking do that shit, you know. Like she, like she did a good job as the maternal leader in both clans. You would say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Who else do we, we do we have on this list? We have uh, so Florence Pugh from Midsummer. Yes. Because, it, like we've said before, it's kind of like the Samara weaving where she's so good at being physical. Uh, like, she's so good at this physical pain. And Florence Pugh is so good at the emotional Dude, she's pain. crying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine how taxing that must have been to the actress. Um, because yes, just just crying in general, you know, everyone's here has cried. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just taxing on the body and the mind. And uh, the whole movie, it, it was just constant struggle through her to get satisfaction and to be happy. And she does a very good job of kind of uh, taking the reins. Because obviously, like, in this movie, she th- this is her movie. This is her story. Um, the side characters, honestly, are just fodder, to be honest with you. Um, they're just there to do uh, just, you know, for sacrifice purposes, <laughs> you know. Um, just right. to be straight with you, you know, because everybody knows what's going what's gonna to go down. And it goes down early, too. And you get a vibe of that. Um, and uh, she kind of also does a great job when she takes the drugs. Um, and she gets all paranoid and shit. And she has to go through the woods. And, and she's out of it all this time. And she does a good job with that. And uh, good job for her for doing that. Uh, Definitely. Yep. Uh, do we have one more, I think, right? Yes, the last one rounding out the list of uh, best performances is Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat in Doctor Sleep. So we were talking Doctor Sleep, and we were trying to figure out like which performance stands out the most. And you, you do have to like while uh, the young Abra, I forget her actress name. I'm looking it up, uh, but I'm buying time. But um, you you do have to look at Rose the Hat as like the obvious standout. Right? She's the bad guy. It's uh it's great yeah. when you get a female villain in a horror movie. You honestly do not get that often. Um yes. if you think about it. Um last time it made sense was um in Aliens when you got the Queen, right? <laughs> the Alien Queen. And then when and in Friday in Friday the 13th when you got Jason's mom. Uh, there right. have been some female, you know, villains in the past, like inside the French movie and stuff, but that's a different story. But you don't really get a protagonist that's um, just, uh, you know, like a female. Just, you know, right. it's, it's not very often you do. No, no, I agree. And 
the young like Kylie Curran almost made it here as well, and she like I, I it's one of those kid actor performances that's like so good. I'm like, man, I expect you to see you in so much things from now on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was tough, um, but but it wasn't her time. It was Rebecca Ferguson's nope. time to get. It's to Rebecca be Ferguson's time because um, because she did a good job. It was it, it was it good. was good. Um, she had this this aura about about her you know it was just yeah it was fun yeah it was, it was clear that she understood that like it it was a, it was a horror based franchise but now it's like it's more it, let's have some fun it, it with did it. remind me of like a comic book villain a little bit too you know yeah uh, she always hung out like on top of the bus just searching for the you know the souls of uh you yeah, know like she, uh, of these kids with the shitting and her name's Rose the Hat. I know. And she's got a hat on, and her outfit's very distinct. And she's and, and she was movie. gorgeous too. Like, geez. yeah, like like, it, like it, immortal too. Like uh, like it, you forget watching the movie that she didn't even change. You know, from when she took that little girl in the park um, to like when all the way when she found Abra. You know, it was the same look and just gorgeous. But she did a great job as well, uh, just being a force. Where you're like, you don't know how strong she really is. But then she, but right. then she found, it was total fucking comic book. Just thinking about it right now, too. Like, just like, but then she found somebody with a stronger force. And she's like, you know, she can't be the strongest one. I gotta be the strongest yeah, one. Yeah. And, and it, it was, was perfect. It's a great performance. Yeah, it was perfect yeah. about that. But uh, now that we've gone into it, let's have a little fun. Thanks for listening still. Uh, and next up is the best of the decade. We've started talking about best of decade stuff in the last a couple of episodes, but now let's really grind it down a little bit. Um, and let's what choose five movies. Yeah, right? and my first one, uh, I'm gonna throw two out here. Really okay, quick, awesome. This is possible. All right, sweet. Yeah, so let's do it. So Train to Busan. Yes, very good. Because I I would argue it gets the automatic in. And I hope you would support me in that, Arturo, right? I mean, Train to Busan is pretty fucking great and is actually the bar for zombie movies. So. <laughs> and to get that in the last decade, cool. Dude, all right? All right? It released in 2016, and there we go. So, uh, yeah, so Train to Busan would be one. And another would be, on 2017, The Babysitter. Ah, uh, I told you about The Babysitter. And yes. what's crazy about that movie is the director, yes. Mig G. Right? Like, really. The last time I, I heard that name was when Salvation came out. Uh, that's uh, Terminator Salvation, right? That, that was McGee, yeah, right? And, and before that, he did, uh, I think, like the Charlie's Angels He did Angels do the movies. Charlie's Angels movies, yeah. All right, so Train to Busan is great. The Babysitter is fantastic. This is where we first uh, discovered a Samara Weaving. And yes, so it's it's so it's so much dude, fun. It's a fun it's fucking like, movie, man. It's it's exploitation, but it's also smart, and like a lot of the jokes are like unique jokes. Like, um, for example, uh, one of the like one of the women gets shot in the breast, and her whole thing is like, "What if nobody wants to suck on my boobs?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a funny twist for like a dark comedic character. You know what I mean? It's just it's these it, it's basically like uh, I mean Samara Weaving right she she knows a thing or two about um, Pax with Satan right and uh, so it's great like uh, he, honestly um, it caught me a little off guard um, I didn't yeah. know it was gonna be that good I just I was like fuck it it had a cool cover on top of that and me yeah. and covers are one thing 
I like art. I like uh, like a cover art, and it had a, a really cool one. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's check it out." And it was under horror, um, and it said Satan on it. So I was down. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a good group of young adults who like. I feel like they've been in stuff, but you know, um, I know one of them's been in a scream show. Yeah, the one with the uh, the boob shot. Yeah, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne, yeah, I think, yeah. I think she's the most famous one. She out was of in them, that but... Amityville horror remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, where her brother gets but, possessed. Uh, the point is, like, they're they're all very good at because it's like a dark comedy, but it's also it's a very dark comedy. So yeah, but it also doesn't take itself seriously as a dark. No, comedy. No, so either. pretty much the yeah. early quick gist of it is uh, a Samara Weaving's yeah, character babysits his kid, right? And mm-hmm. his parents go away for the weekend, so she's babysitting. Uh, she thinks he's sleeping, so she brings over her friends to you know you know to call the devil. That's pretty much it. And from there, we yeah. we get adventure and hilariousness. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like, it's not a spoiler. It's kind of, it it makes the beginning of the movie even better. There's so much good, like, little foreshadowing and stuff in the, in the first, like, 10 minutes before it pops off. And it's not even that long either. It's like, it's really like 15 minutes in, and there you go. It's already happening. What do you, what are you thinking, Arturo? I've thrown two out there. I will throw two more in there, and then we will talk about the fifth. Uh, the first one is Green Room. Um, Ooh, okay. Just there because it is one of my favorite movies of all time, um, and uh, the best movie of the year for 2016 on Corpse Feed. Um, oh no, that was The Witch. Was it? No, no, it was Green Room. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Green, Green Room. room. Right? The Witch yeah. was number two. It's still good. It still fucking holds up. Like it's still brutal. Even knowing what happens, you you're just there, just like holding yourself. Like no, like get the fuck out of there. Like collect your shit. But then you get caught with them, and you're like, here we go. And and Green Room is just fantastic. You know that. I know that. The world knows that. I agree. I I think it deserves to be up there. Yes. Um, another one. Um, that I think should be just thrown in there for shits and giggles because it deserves it. Um, is the Conjuring? I think in terms of like uh, in terms of what it does for haunted houses in general. Yeah, right? in terms of what it did for the possession and like for ju- yeah. and for just rated art horror at that time. Um, I believe mm-hmm. it was 2013 that it came out, and at that time we didn't really get really good rated art horror. Um, and then the Conjuring came out, and it was a really good exorcism possession kind of movie um and it was just h- hardcore it was scary uh james wan i believe right um yes. uh, he did a great fucking job with that but uh you can also kind of talk about insidious since we're, we're talking about it was yeah insidious was 2010 you know what i mean like right like without insidious would we have gotten the conjuring yeah, but you know? I would argue, I mean, that's the other thing. The thing about Best of the Decade is, you know, Conjuring took all the lessons it learned from the It series. did. It did. And made a better movie. So It just sucks, though, I, about Insidious that uh, it didn't do more with that astral projection thing, man. Right. That yeah. was really cool. And, like, it, it could have got into some really cool, like, like horror sci-fi or sci-fi horror kind of shit. Um, right. and, and it's disappointing. You know what? Because of that... Just wanted to do more of the same <laughs> demon shit. You're off the list. I mean, yeah, that's but, why the Conjuring's uh, up there. The Conjuring yeah. is good. Um, it uh, that scene where Lily Tomlin gets fucking possessed. Um, uh, Lily Tomlin, Lily Thompson, forget. Um, yeah, Lily Tomlin. Yeah, Tomlin. She gets possessed and she's just fucking hardcore, hardcore, parkour. 
Um, but and then the fifth one, I don't know. What are we gonna put up there? So man? okay, so let me just throw out a couple of things that came out this. Throw decade. out some names, man. So we have It Follows. This was twenty. I don't like It Follows. Yep, there we go. There's that. There's the Vavitch. 2015. The Witch is great. Um, uh, fuck. It's really good, but it's... Uh, it's really good, but I... Mm, yeah, like, it, there's it, also, it's very high, yeah. it's very high horror, like, high horror, honestly. It's not for everyone. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. There's Split. Um, it's good in terms of performance. Jay's McAvoy is the yeah. fucking man, but in terms of, like, the overall thing and, and where we all end up, it's, you know, it, it didn't get to where we all thought it would. They're Sinister. 2012. We can pass on that. It was, it was good. There's, it was good, but uh, I don't know. Like it, it just kind of fell in the same kind of color hues as uh, Insidious did, and kind of got lost its way. I guess. Okay, there is. There are two that are could be competitors. There's your next from 2011, Ooh. and there's the guest from 2014. Fuck. So, all right. So, of course, the guest is, you have, is more thriller. Your next is more along the lines of uh, of falling on the list in terms of just kind of fitting properly and being a catalyst for something great. Yeah, because I I like the guest, and we talked about it with the action horror. Yeah. But when it's like when you're talking about horror of the decade, it's kind of like you have to balance. Yeah, the horror elements your next as well, is also so. great because it does. Uh, it also resembles a very good French horror movie. Honestly, like a lot of the French stuff um, has that kind of uh that all those kinds of weird situations and family stuff and like you know crazy like kills and just it was very well done by wingard and i just hope he gets it right soon um r.i.p kong and king kong and fucking godzilla so there's there's also it chapter one I think it chapter yeah, one. Yeah, Because kind of there. <laughs> there's also... Okay, so throwing out more. There's all the stuff from Mike Flanagan. There's Hush. There is... Well, I would say out of all the Mike Flanagan stuff so far, I would say Hush. Hush is really good. There's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 2010, it hits the cutoff. And I love that movie. But then it it's like, does it does it beat something like Tank Cloverfield Lane? That was a good movie. John Goodman was great. Um, there's also... There's also Mandy. There's Get Out. There's so many good movies in this decade, man. And I'm not even towards like there's let's see. There's Insidious we talked about. There's Hereditary. Oh there's, shit, Hereditary was fucking great. <laughs> um there Yeah, man, like there's The Purge. There's the first Purge, which out of all the purges, if you had to pick one, I would say the first purge. There's Deathgasm, which we've talked about before. Yeah, we did, we have. There's there's fuck. There was a lot of movies. Now here's here's my my suggestion for the final spot. Like my real suggestion, Evil Dead. Fuck. I would I would, but that's that's honestly the one that probably gets my vote. Now that I'm thinking about everything. Uh, but you know what, dude? Why did I fucking overlook that? Because Green Room was so good. <laughs> no, it's because Green Room. Because Green so Room good. is so Evil. good. Um, yeah, but Evil Dead gets my nomination to be on on the yeah. top. Decade. Yeah, this for this final for this final slot, I, I would argue Evil Dead. So, here, so let's have it. We have Evil Dead, right? We have Evil we Dead. have The Conjuring. We have mm-hmm. Green Room. Uh, we have um, uh, the Babysitter, and yes. uh, what's the last one? And Train to Busan. And we have Train to Busan. So with these, with these final five, fuck! What a uh, playlist, dude! Of the, of the decade, with these, it, we kind of cover, we kind of cover 
every little bit of horror that we can. We have a zombie horror movie. We have uh, like an exploitation dark comedy kind of horror movie. We have a, a human horror movie, you know, where it's like human versus humans. Yep. Uh, like we have the violent horror movie, yeah, with Evil Dead, and which is also the remake. You know what I mean? It's also the uh, the next akin, and then we have the Conjuring, which is like the supernatural horror. So I feel like we've covered everything that we should as court. I people, think so right? too. If we think of anything, we'll bring it up next time. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good list, and uh, I think that's all she wrote, folks. Yes, if you made it to the end of this. Uh, Super long episode, uh, the plus ultra episode, because simply because we need the time to talk about the nominees. Yeah. Honestly, we, we yeah. this is uh, it was an episode just chit chatting about horror and the good shit we've mm-hmm. seen all year long. You know, yeah, there we go. I hope you guys <laughs> ate a lot of turkey. <laughs> I hope you ate a lot of turkey. I hope you guys had fun. You guys enjoy the holidays. Um, we'll be bringing you some more up until Christmas time, right? Um, yes. uh, and uh, yeah, fuck, dude. My goodness, a lot of good horror on, on all these lists, except for uh, except for the worst ones. Those are trash. Oh yeah, of course, but they're the best of the worst. Yeah, ones. we gotta. I guess. Gotta, I guess. However, that I, works, right? I guess they can be happy about being the best of the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, like if you're gonna be the worst, you might as, you might as well be the best. Be the worst, best worst you know, one, right or here. or the worst worst. What is like? What is it? I thought it's not double negative, right? Like it's worst worst. Just be no, you know. Does no. It, it, just doesn't call it doesn't matter. Trash. All right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's let's take us home. Or yeah. Two. So, um, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is episode what fourteen of uh, yeah. of the more presented by Corpse Feed. Make sure you guys check out all the social feeds: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and visit the website every once in a while. Check out our review. With me, I have my trusty friend. From comicbook.com, Nick Valdez. Nick Valdez, you <laughs> did a great job tonight. And I am Arturo Padilla. I hope you guys have fun tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed the nominees. We will get back. Uh, oh, you heard that? <laughs> which, which, yeah. which, which you probably hear in the background is the fucking wind. Just, oh, man. Yeah. I got so much stuff going on in my back. That was the fucking wind just now. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. Uh, just remember, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. Mm-hmm.